0: Alright, welcome back to Real Big Mistakes, where we reassess the critics' consensus on movies and determine if they are better than their reputation suggests. I'm Jason Konigsberg of PanandSlam.com. And I'm Rich Tola. And Rich, you picked this movie uh, for this week, so why don't you tell uh, the listeners
1: what you picked and why you picked it. Alright, so this week I picked uh, Short Circuit, uh, which is from 1986. Um, Why I picked it? Um, I have always liked this movie. Um, As a child, it was one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it in a while, Um, so I was looking forward to seeing it again and seeing if it still held up for me. Um, I, I think it's a movie that should not be considered rotten or not you know reviled by critics so um i'm, I'm interested in discussing it with you uh, i was also very excited to learn that you have not seen this movie um because i think out of every movie we've seen so far uh, especially the ones you picked obviously but the ones i picked you've seen uh every movie we reviewed so far you've seen yes is that, is that correct that is true that so, is
0: true i've yeah i've seen all of them except for this one and i will say this a, I talked to maybe, okay, I talked to four friends that know about this podcast and listen to this podcast and are friends of mine that are also big movie people, and they all had the same memories, re- reaction, feelings of this movie as you did. They all loved it. They all remember loving it. They all really liked it, but they also said they haven't seen it in at least 20 to 25 years. Yeah. So I I feel like I I don't know. I guess there's this there's a my childhood is slightly empty as a child who grew up in the 80s. I really missed out on something here. But no one else has ever talked to this. These are I'm talking like you and these other friends of mine have all, you know, love this movie and have similar fond memories of this movie, but they haven't seen it in a long time. And I guess my childhood has this emptiness. I mean, I grew up with Indiana Jones, with Star Wars, with Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, uh, the Terminator movies. You know, these were all big parts of my childhood. And Short Circuit was nowhere to be found in there. And I, I, I don't know. I guess it was never on HBO. No one ever said, hey,
1: Jay, you have to watch this movie. So I never watched it. Um yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've seen it more recently than the Friends you're talking about. I, I, it's been less than 25 years. It's been a while, though. So I don't... I, I think we, when we were talking about this last week, um, I, I think it's been between... I would say uh, maybe 10 years since I've seen it. Um, all the way through, especially. Uh, occasionally, I'll see the sequel on TV, which we'll talk about later. Um, but the first one I, is rarely on TV. Um... And uh, these days, or at least not like, you know, regular channels. I don't, I don't get all the special movie channels, yeah. but um, <clears throat> I don't see it on TV very often. I know I've tried to talk to you about this movie before, but you hadn't seen it. So we never really discussed it. Um, I'm sure, were you, like, what you, what's your awareness of this movie?
0: I knew it was about a robot. <laughs> I knew the robot looked like WALL-E or slash a little bit like E.T. Mm-hmm. So I knew that much about it going into it. Um, And that's kind of it. I knew it was an 80s movie. I always got this movie and Batteries Not Included confused. And I've never seen either of those. I've never seen Batteries Not Included. Uh, But Short Circuit, Batteries Not Included. I feel like the video boxes look the same maybe. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, no one ever... Everyone seems to like this movie. But no one other than you, you know, last week and this week has ever forced me to watch it or talked about it enough where I need to say, so then I've mentioned it. I'm like, this week we're doing Short Circuit. Oh my God, I love Short Circuit, but I haven't seen it in like 20, 25 years. But I remember it being awesome. That seemed to be the consensus of people that I talked to about this movie.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, well, let's let's talk about, right, let's let's get into it a little bit in terms of, um, no, no. Let's let me hold on. Let, let's talk about the year. So the this came out in 1986. So you and I were three, right? Um.
0: Yes. You did not see this in the theater, did you? Well, if
1: I did, I sh- certainly don't remember it. You don't remember it? Okay, and, yeah. I'm just saying like, three sure my or mom four was around when mind. I started going to the theater,
0: you know, going to see movies in the theater. Yeah, um, I, I
1: highly doubt I saw this in the theater. Um, okay. However, you know, you ha- what do you have, an older sister or a younger sister? Younger sister. That's so, the, no, she had no yeah, influence okay. over So, this, I have yeah. two older brothers that are significantly older. Um, right. So the reason I have a love for a lot of the eighties movies that I do is because of their influence. Ah, okay. um, so probably this one too. I'm sure the, the first time I saw this was on a VHS tape that my, that we had that, uh, that one, one of them has one my watched. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I don't know why, but I am like 99% sure I saw the second one in the theater and I would have been five. Well, that was 88.
0: Yeah, I would correct, have been five, if I'm not mistaken. So. Okay, I obviously I never saw the second one, but one friend of mine that I mentioned this, he's like, you should have done Short Circuit 2. That one's so much better. And I'm like, well, this is... All right, well, we'll talk
1: about that later, but that person okay. have yeah, seen, yeah, all right. Uh, I have, see I have no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that person should see a
0: neurologist. Okay, so 1986, <laughs> I uh, did a little research. I looked up uh, what the big movies were for 1986. Obviously, Short Circuit not included. Included in that uh but uh do you you want me to go over 1986 the year in film according
1: to me well there's a significant number of films that short circuit did beat at the box office that year um uh, significant films that if i told them to you now you'd probably be surprised and i will but i want you to first talk about the the you know what were the big movies of that year and what were the ones that were significant to you so
0: 1986 the year in film um The uh, best picture of the... In my opinion, 1986, there were three absolute masterpieces that came out in 1986. Um, So, 1986, the best picture winner was Platoon, Oliver Stone's Platoon. I consider that one of the best war movies of all time. There was also, in my opinion, one of the absolute best movies I've ever seen, one of the best movies of the 1980s, David Lynch's Blue Velvet. And even though he's kind of persona non grata, and I personally have felt pretty mm, icky about him, uh, Woody Allen made one of his best movies, uh, Hannah and Her Sisters. So those are three movies from 1986 that are easily three of the best movies uh, from... 1986, from the 80s. You could argue Platoon, Blue Velvet, and Hannah Hannah and Her Sisters, three masterpieces, three of the best movies of all time. Uh, The number one movie of the year, box office-wise, was Top Gun. So that was a big movie. That's what made Tom uh, Cruise. He was always a movie star, but then he sort of became one of the biggest Mm -hmm. movie stars in the world with Top Gun. And then he sort of, 35 years and counting, he's never really fallen too far from that, you know huge high uh, ranking and now there's status, a new one coming out um, as a box office star there is supposed to be a new one coming out it was supposed to come out last year I guess it's going to come out maybe this year we'll see where the pandemic takes us and what happens but it's it's filmed um, and so everything yeah, so it's coming Maverick.
1: out it's just a matter of when
0: yes it's been completed yeah it's it's completed it's just a matter of like mm-hmm. the James Bond movie it's just a matter of when it gets released um, in theaters and another movie that I one of my absolute favorite movies from 1986 we've mentioned this director before on this podcast. Uh, James Cameron, his sequel uh, to Alien, Aliens, came out. And that's absolutely a great, totally different type of movie than the first Alien, but a fantastic movie. Um, And yeah... So those those are five movies that I thought were really worth mentioning: uh, Platoon, Blue Velvet, Hannah and Her Sisters, and then box office wise, Top Gun and Aliens uh, were two of the biggest hits of 1986. So what did Short Circuit beat at the box office? Because I saw what movie beat Short Circuit at the box office. I think Top Gun came out a week after this did, and that ended up becoming the biggest movie of 1986 and the biggest movie uh, yeah. of the summer and of the rest of the well, year.
1: So what yeah. else? What else came out in '86 that you noticed? Shh. Short Circuit debuted at number one, right? Um, but then, like you said, didn't last long. Uh, some of the some popular films from '86 that it beat that year um, in the box office: Pretty in Pink, The Fly, both uh, very good movies, yep. totally different movies, but excellent movies. Yeah, Three Amigos, that's a good one. Little Shop of Horrors, another good one,
0: and About Last Night. Oh, with Rob Lowe and Demi Moore. I like that movie actually. That's a very. I think David Mamet wrote that movie. Jim Belushi. That's right. Yeah, that is a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a very long time. Those are just some notable
1: films that it that it beat out last that. They all came out the same weekend. No, no, no. Just um, that year, like. Oh, okay. So overall, well, I'm sure I'm
0: sure it may probably beat it may have beaten Blue Velvet and Hannah and Her Sisters. I'm not sure if it beat Platoon. I know Platoon was a big hit platoon oh. was
1: pretty big yeah yeah platoon was big and top gun and aliens
0: were both very um, big. but, but
1: i yeah. i did read somewhere that although it wasn't a flop it wasn't a huge hit at the box office either however a most of short circuits popularity um came from video rentals from oh i did not know that okay. it was a big it got a big resurgence in the in the video rental world um so yeah well and we, and we could talk you know more about why later but um you know, after we talk about our, our thoughts on the film, especially, you know, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts. Um, all right, so 1986, big year for movies. Um, I mean, you're talking peak 80s, right? In the, Pretty it's, much, it's, yeah. When you look at the word. cast,
0: when you look at the cast of Short Circuit, like my God, that was you know as 80s oh, yeah. as you can get. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, again, this movie. For me, it was just you know, it was it was part of my childhood, so it always meant something to me. I know it's not, um, it doesn't have the legacy that some of the other movies we've spoken about recently have had, um, especially Indiana Jones. But I, I, think it has its own kind of following in a way, um, and and I think. To this day, I mean, not with a younger cop, but you talk to most people in their 30s. Yeah, people about our age, yes. And you say, you know, Johnny Five or or something like that, and they know exactly what you're talking about. Correct. I
0: would not have known until a few days ago, but yes, they all knew. (laughs) Yeah, okay. To me, Johnny Five is Rob Zombie's uh, guitar player. So, yeah well because i i listen
1: the, to a lot of rob zombie <laughs> you're and, like yeah well that's and, <laughs> and before five seconds ago i would have not known that so. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> all right fine um but one thing
0: uh I mentioned about the director now are you familiar with any of the other movies john badham
1: has directed the only one I know of, and I didn't look it up because I knew you would tell me, but the only one I know of is Saturday Night Fever.
0: And that is the only one that's really worth knowing, okay? okay. He's, the, when he dies, okay, it's going to say, you know, Saturday Night Fever director passes away. That's going to be the headline. Mm-hmm. Or John Badham dies uh, director of Saturday Night Fever, okay? Cause uh, it's,
1: and sh- I think Short Circuit will make that headline. I don't
0: think it will make that. I, no? It's not on the same level. No, it's definitely not
1: not on the same level. culturally, maybe? Not
0: culturally, not in any way. Saturday Night Fever is... When John Travolta dies, Saturday Night Fever is going to be one of the top movies mentioned uh, in his obituary, 100%. -hmm. Okay, so that was a big movie. You want to know what New York City was like in 1977, what the disco era was like? You just need to watch Saturday Night Fever. You were talking about great character intros. That's one of the great character intros uh, to John Travolta's character in that movie. Uh, So yeah, Sarah Night Fever, I mean, and a bunch of other studio productions. He was a hired hand for the studio throughout the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, Some movies are good, some movies are not. I mean, I saw War Games, Short Circuit uh, listed there, Drop Zone, Nick of Time. He followed up Sarah Night Fever with uh, Frank Langella starring as Dracula. I never saw that. I heard it wasn't that good. So yeah, he's a studio director and some movies are good and some movies are maybe not. Some were hits yeah, some were flops this was a moderate uh
1: hit for him so yeah yeah war games is a a popular movie i think i've never seen i, war I, games. I saw i once. know it has matthew
0: broderick but i've never a, seen and ali sheedy and ali sheedy okay i've ne- i didn't know that i've never seen it so uh but that was kind of a big 80s movie yeah so mm-hmm. cold war kind of movie yeah so
1: Alright, so this movie is about, um, so after a lightning bolt gives it human emotions and intelligence, a military robot escapes and finds refuge at the home of an animal-loving pacifist um, played by Ali Sheedy. Uh, Other stars in this film are Steve Guttenberg. Uh, Well, Ali Sheedy plays Stephanie Speck. Steve Guttenberg plays Newton Crosby. Fisher Stevens plays Ben. uh, Jabituwa uh, sorry if I mispronounced that. Austin Pendleton plays Howard. Uh, G.W. Bailey plays Scroter. And Brian McNamara plays Frank. So that's the cast. Not a huge cast in this movie. A very um,
0: 80s cast, though. At least with very the, two, the two biggest
1: names, for sure. Uh, Steve Guttenberg and Ali
0: Sheedy. Because by the time 1990 came around, I don't think they were headlining too many movies above the title, at least. Um,
1: no and and two um two police academy actors i movie. did notice that i don't know the name of the other man
0: i just called that's, him police academy guy
1: that's gw bailey his name okay. is his okay. name is Scroder in the film and, and at one okay. point they make a joke uh, they call him scrotum
0: yes okay
1: um. um yeah so yeah two police academy actors uh steve gutenberg not playing the same character whatsoever not even close um but yeah, a lot less one, funny than
0: Mahoney in uh, police academy
1: everything was different it, he wasn't a schemer or uh, trying to be funny he was more trying like more of like a charming little nerd in this he one. was much more bland um, he was a straight yes, guy to the point definitely. where he
0: was a little too bland i thought yeah. so yeah
1: um, and then gw bailey uh, p- basically plays the same exact character as captain harris i a, thought that i wrote that down yes he was basically yeah. playing the same character he played he in, was he was definitely academy. type uh, I, I would rather either. see
0: him right on a chalkboard saying, we are police officers. <laughs> <laughs> the Police Academy is another movie that is uh, perfect for this uh, particular podcast.
1: Yes, and uh, and he is perfect in that role. And again, probably just typecast because they needed a, a guy that could yell and be, you know... Uh, Militant and Maybe uh, him and Steve Gutenberg have the same agent, but he was uh yeah. Well maybe yeah. they like the the chemistry between them, although they didn't share a lot of scenes in this movie. Not um, in this movie, no. Yeah. Uh but they were kind of adversaries, um in a way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Uh, so who else we have? So Gutenberg. This is right. You know, this is the 80s was was his his decade. I guess this is in um, the. Pr- this is
0: the prime of his career. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is after Police Academy, after Cocoon, after Diner. Uh, I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, was it before or after Three Men and a Baby?
1: I think it was before. I that. think it was before. I
0: think that was eighty-seven. I could be wrong. Yeah. Or three men and a little lady was definitely after. Yeah. I that was seen, later. Yeah. I never saw three men and a little lady, but I saw three men and a baby, and I haven't seen that in that I haven't seen in twenty-five or more years. So I don't remember yeah. anything about
1: that. I don't remember much about it either. Okay. Leonard Nimoy directed that. That's all I remember. <laughs> And there was supposedly a ghost in the window, or something. Well, yeah, like, I've seen the clip. It's cutout. a cardboard cutout of like
0: Steve, Bouch- uh, Steve Gutenberg or Ted Danson or one of those. Ted guys. Danson, yeah, I yeah okay, I think so.
1: Um, yeah, so he, Steve Gutenberg, big name for this time of of the decade. Um, Ali Sheedy, another big name, just coming off of Breakfast Club. I was gonna game. say this was
0: a year after the Breakfast Club, so yeah, so she was probably yeah, she writer.
1: was in War Games, she was in Breakfast Club. I. And what else is, was she in any of the other uh, Brat Pack movies?
0: Probably. I
1: don't know. The one movie that comes to mind,
0: I, and I think it's ratings are too high to do it on this podcast. There's a really good John Candy movie called only the lonely where she plays his girlfriend. And okay. he's I've got heard a of really, it really overbearing mother played by Maureen O'Hara. It was an excellent movie. It's probably one of John Candy's best acting performances. Um and it is funny as well. It's not, you know, Uncle Buck funny, but it's funny. So um that's that she was the female lead in that.
1: Yeah, and I think she's in Saint Almost Fire too. I think so
0: also. I haven't seen that in God knows how long, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Um Fisher Stevens, I don't know from too many other things, but I know he's been in things. Yeah, he's been
0: in a lot of things, yeah, although off the top of my head I can't say. We'll talk about his character later on.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I know he was in the Super Mario Brothers movie as as, yes. awful as that yes, one. Yes, yes, he was. Yeah, he was
0: also in another not-so-good slasher
1: movie called The Burning. He was just okay. one of the—
0: There's actually a lot of famous people in that before they were famous. Jason Alexander, Holly Hunter, and Fisher Stevens were, like, supporting parts in that movie, so. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of like a Friday the Thirteenth summer camp slasher. Nothing special. Yeah, kind of
1: yeah. Um, Austin Pendleton. I know him some I other know. things. Yeah, my cousin but Vinny. He was the lawyer. That oh yeah, I mean, he was have Seen him? Yeah, he was the
0: state lawyer that they were supposed to have <laughs> if they didn't go with Vinny. And yeah, the stutter. The right? stutterer, yeah, stutter. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He was in, I don't know if you remember the movie Sergeant Bilko. I think he was in that. He was Yay. in, uh, this is a really bad movie, Mr. Nanny. So he started in a lot of comedies, I guess, uh, like this movie. Uh, so this was kind of right up his alley. And he was also in, I know you didn't see this show, but I highly recommend it, the HBO show Oz. No, I did not see that. Okay, he was in Oz.
1: But that's a um, that's a prison show, right? It is. It's not funny. Yeah. He wasn't
0: funny. But yeah,
1: that's it's a very good show. Uh, but he was, okay. in that. yeah. Um, yeah, we said G.W. Bailey was a was um, Captain Harris from Police Academy. He's um plays basically the same character here. He's he was also he's also in the movie Mannequin from around this time period. I don't Again, think I ever actually saw that either. I know, and I. Uh, well, spoiler alert! I may make you watch that one day. Oh so God! I do. Okay. I do like that one. I'm not. Gonna I know watch. Kim Cattrall is in that, right? She, she is in it, and, and uh, Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. Okay. I'd rather you
0: make me rewatch Weekend at Bernie's, another movie that I didn't Ooh. see until fairly recently. If that's, that's eligible for this, Weekend at Bernie's too. I remember liking as well.
1: That could be another <laughs> one. Um, so. I. Uh, the, I wouldn't make you anybody watch Weekend at Bernie's. 2. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, although, that's in the well, Fletch Lives category yeah although I, I do know it's more popular lately or than it should be i think and i think mostly it's because he, uh, he actually like dances in that movie and I, I think his dance has a little bit of a following no <laughs> oh, okay um, but um yeah because he they put like a spell on him and he can when when music plays he starts dancing as a corpse it, so yeah Okay. You could, you could see where that movie went, but um, uh, yeah. But the, I do like Weekend at Bernie's, and, and if that's eligible for this, maybe that's you know we, that we would be one of, that I would enjoy watching. Yeah. A lot of comedies are, and so we don't want to make them all comedies. That so is true,
0: know. but when when we're really desperate for a, a movie or something like, well, you or know, just
1: in a mood where you know, I always enjoy. try to pick movies
0: that are somewhat relevant. Either they're reactionary to your picks. Or they're like I did last week with King Ralph in response to everything going on with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and how the big hoopla surrounding them. Uh, that was why I picked King Ralph. So, yeah. um And Predator 2 was a reaction to your Indiana Jones 4 mm-hmm. pick. So, um,
1: yeah, my yeah. movies are much more random. So it's what I feel okay. like watching that week. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's the cast. Do you have anything to add about the cast of this movie? Just very 80s. Very, very 80s cast. Yes, it's not like this movie had any up-and-comers or anything like that. Everyone in yeah, this yeah. movie was popular in the eighties. Yes, <laughs> and, correct. and probably not any farther. By around. the time
0: nineteen ninety-one <laughs> rolled around, their careers were on the downswing for the most yes. part. Yes,
1: maybe maybe Austin Pendleton
0: is the most. Uh, I mean, because Oz was mid to late nineties, early two thousands, and he was on it for multiple seasons. So maybe he had the most longevity out of anyone. I, that I just mentioned. guess,
1: yeah, because Gutenberg, you don't hear much from. He certainly, yeah. yeah, no, he definitely, I,
0: yeah, <coughs> I couldn't tell you the last thing I, that he was in that I saw. Yeah, and Ali Sheedy, same thing. So,
1: yep. All right, so um, I said before. So basically, the you know the story in this movie is these these are military robots, right? And the the, the movie opens with um, the shot of I of of Johnny five being assembled, right? Right. The opening uh, shots, I, of I, the robot. Johnny five, made. but yeah, okay, number, yeah. number five, but number I, five. I think it was specifically number five. Cause he gets the stamp on the end. Correct. It says yeah. that it's number five. So you watch right. him getting assembled right. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that point on, after he gets struck by lightning, the movie is pretty much about him trying to avoid getting disassembled. Right? Yes. Um, he says that the whole movie, no disassemble. Um, but yeah, so the movie disassembled with, to him equals death. Death. Yes, exactly. So the movie starts with him being made, and then it jumps to you see some flowers in a field, and they are run over by Soviet tanks, and um, and and army trucks and jeeps and you know all that, and then. Um, you see that the, uh, these robots are hidden in bunkers and uh, they have lasers that destroy all of the Soviet tanks. Right. Um, so, and, and, you know, obviously we're in the middle of the Cold War at this time. So, um, you know, you, you get the or it's revealed that this is a, uh, a pitch to the to the military to sell these robots as military weapons that they can use in the Cold War. Right, the Saint
0: um, Robots, correct? Saint, yes. And what I don't remember, what, I don't remember what
1: Saint stood for,
0: but it was a big S A I N T Saint Robots, yeah. and they were blowing uh, the robots practicing blowing up jeeps and military uh, military demonstration, uh, and also the robots could be bartenders. That seemed like another skill that they really seemed to emphasize yes. early on, uh, as well as military grade it. weapons. They can make you a martini and blow up a Russian tank. Um, the the Soviet laser sounds from the robot sound exactly like the proton packs from Ghostbusters it was the same sound that's what I thought it to, Okay. It had, yeah, it had to be it sounded exactly like yeah like in the movie they live they use the uh, Geiger meters Geiger readers they use those things mm-hmm. to locate the aliens did you ever see they live no Ah, oh, and it's too good for this podcast. That was one that I checked. The, the, <laughs> yeah, a good John Carpenter movie. Too good for, and more relevant now than it was in 1988. Uh, so, yeah. Oh. Um, so there was that going on. This movie, okay, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get to, I mean, this, this was clearly, from the first 15 minutes or so, I realized, all right, this is a blatant ripoff of E.T. and the droids from Star Wars. But I will say I will say that I would have loved this movie if I saw it when I was 10 years old or younger. <laughs> okay, because I like Star Wars, and I liked E.T., and I had seen both of those movies at a young age. So if I liked both of those movies, I'm sure I would have liked this. Mm. Or maybe if I was the critical uh, person that I am now, maybe it would have just made me want to watch, go back and rewatch E.T. and rewatch Star Wars. Because it combines those two movies as if R2D2 and C3PO sort of combined and fell into the plot of E.T. That's what this movie felt like.
1: Okay. Uh, I didn't pick up on the Star Wars of it at all. Obviously, the E.T. piece. It um... looks like E.T., but it's a
0: droid, so it's clearly, you know, meant to be like the droids from.
1: Star Wars, yeah, I Yeah, I, I didn't even think of Star Wars, just because R2 and C-3PO are, are to me... I mean, they made C- they made R2-D2 so much cooler in the, in the prequels, and then, you know, he got all these other gadgets you didn't know he had. But I feel like C-3PO was pretty, you know, nerdy and useless. You know, he didn't really do anything um, other than provide... But they both had personalities, and you cared about them. Right. Oh, yeah, I agree about that. So, in that way, yes. But, um, yeah, I, all right, so... Well, well, let's keep talking, because I'm All I'm right, keep going, because that's
0: goes. that's kind of like what I was... In the first 15 minutes, I'm like, all right, so they saw E.T., and they saw Star Wars, and they said, how can we combine these two and turn it into a movie and make a profit? That's what I saw.
1: Okay, and it's possible. I mean, I know there are a lot of movies that are generated by ideas, like, well, well, let's do this, but turn Correct. it into this, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are some... I don't think it was just – I think there's a lot of heart in this movie, um, and I think there's some good messages in this movie, Not that, and obviously there's good messages in E.T. too. And and I, I, honestly, I was never a big fan of E.T. Oh, really? Um, oh, I loved no, E.T. No, from, from what I remember of it, I haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe if I watched it as an adult, I'd appreciate it more, but I don't remember it being that captivating as a child. Oh,
0: it definitely was for me. It was one of the only movies that made me cry.
1: Yeah, see, I wasn't into ET as much. I don't know if it was because it was an alien or what it was. I was more into this, and not because I cared about Johnny Five, although I I, I, number five, although I did. um, I I think I was just, you know, it's got the military aspect, and you know, there's there's lasers. Yeah, it's very much a
0: a Cold War movie as well. and I guess John Badham uh, kind of made a Cold War movie before this with uh, War Games. I never saw it, but
1: I imagine it's pretty
0: much similar.
1: Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, and listen, there's obvious comparisons to E.T., and I get that, but I don't, I, I don't, not enough for me to say, like, well, I'd rather be watching E.T., but that maybe that's just my preference. Okay, um, yeah,
0: I, I felt like it was a subpar E.T., you know, subpar Star Wars with elements. Well, if you're of
1: comparing it directly to E.T., I mean, yeah, no one's gonna question that this movie is better than E.T. in terms well, of there's the scenes that were very similar. I'll just say that, okay. So, all right, well, you can remind me of those as we get through the movie, no, that's fine as, as we go along. We'll, we'll, I'll mention that, yeah, I'll bring that up. Um, on, so. yeah, so then, um you know he's he number five is just like all the other you know robots one through four right. they're all programmed to do whatever you know their programmer tells them to do and they as any robot and they uh, have lasers and they can kill and um, so they're they're deadly weapons and um, as he's charging there's a thunderstorm rolling in and as he's charging he uh, the the generator gets hit by a lightning strike and a power surge and um. He then, um, you know, is acting differently. Right. Um, you still don't know what. And then you, you know, as you realize that he becomes alive in terms of he has feelings, and um, you know he's not just a robot anymore after that, and doesn't do what's what's programmed of him. Mean, he's kind of he goes rogue basically. To me, he um, turned into a robot version of ET.
0: Yeah. So yeah number five gets struck by lightning, and it turns into e t from there, sort of <laughs> um, and he escapes to a farm and hangs out with a dog and some cows. Uh, what did you think of those scenes?
1: um well, yeah, so then he yeah he gets pushed onto a garbage truck inadvertently and leaves the compound right. um, which then stir- stirs a panic in the in the compound and and I thought the scenes in the beginning in the compound when everyone's freaking out and they get you know they get um you know, Fisher Stevens' his character is introduced and they get um, they they get um, uh, Steve Gutenberg to come in and out and, and then... Um, yeah, uh, that's when Captain... we really meet
0: the characters, I guess, after yeah. he escapes. Yeah.
1: Yep, because then Captain Harris' character comes out. And you you could tell from the very beginning that he is not pleased with robots because he's an old school military guy and it's right. men right. and yeah. not robots. And he, the robot's doing a man's job and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so... Um, uh, yeah, so that's when you meet a lot of those the characters. Uh, Fisher Stevens is a is um, is uh, one of the programmers along with the inventor who is uh, Steve Gutenberg is the inventor of the robots and uh, Fisher Stevens character is one of the helpers. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about that now that we introduced him. So yes, Fisher Stevens, you're talking about Fisher right? Stevens. Oh, okay, all right, a, a, a lot to say about this character. So he's go, a you Caucasian. Go first. Well, he's a Caucasian actor who plays an an uh, an Indian, uh, in in the film. And I got to tell you, and and let's get it right out out of the way right now. The Indians in general have been really, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they haven't been treated well in Hollywood. Right. Correct. Um, (laughs) and this does them no favors. (laughs) Well, this was in the mix of it. I mean, there's, there were incidents before this and incident incidents after this, right? Where, um, you know, they just don't get their recognition. Like, this this was an, an Indian part played yeah. by a, a white guy. Right? A white and, man with some makeup and a right. bad yeah. accent. Exactly. And um, yeah, and, and I'm not condoning it in any way, but I'm also. I'm not going to fault the movie for it because at that time, yeah, that I agree. Was with normal, that. yeah, I agree. Um, which is unfortunate. But as yes, as I mean, offen- right, correct. As offensive as it is, yeah. and as a child, I had no idea. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't learn until recently that that was a white guy.
0: <laughs> oh, so they fooled you? Okay, <laughs> I, they did.
1: Well, not only me, but Aziz Ansari, who is an Indian, um, he an Indian comedian. Uh, mm-hmm. He, on, on Master of None, which is his show on Netflix, you ever watch that? I have not, but I know
0: you're a fan of it.
1: So I am. And there's an episode just about Indians on TV in general and, and about basically about what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. And he references, he actually references specifically Short Circuit 2 because I think in that movie, uh, Fisher main character He's Steve's the main character, character is in the lead. that is what I yeah. read. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There's the no Ali Sheedy, no Steve Gutenberg. Nope, movie. it's him. Him and Michael McKean. Um, and obviously the robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... Yeah, so he references Short Circuit too, but he he himself didn't know until he googled, he was like, "Hmm, I wonder what happened to that Indian guy from Short Circuit." And he googled it, and that's how he found out. So I guess Fisher
0: Stevens did a good job. Okay, so I guess because way, I know Fisher
1: Stevens from other things. I I, I didn't could tell he was as a wife. kid okay. and and even knowing him later, I didn't I never put two and two together like, "Hey, he's the he's the guy that played the you know, the Indian guy in Short Circuit and Short Circuit too." Like I never made that connection until I don't know how recent it was, but I would say five to ten years. I didn't realize Okay, okay. I mean, Fisher Stevens, white guy playing an Indian guy, obviously that could never
0: happen today. It seemed offensive to me. And it shouldn't to me. happen. Yeah, and it seemed offensive to me as much as the spear-chucking scene in King Ralph. And that's okay. why I
1: said there's one connection of... I don't remember if you remember I said that last week. I said there's one connection of this movie to King Ralph, and that's That's what I the was one thinking. connection? Okay. The racially I, offensiveness. The, the, but here's the
0: difference is the King Ralph scene was two minutes. This was the whole movie. Fisher Correct. Stevens went on. He never went away. It was much longer and far more annoying. This, the King, Ra- King Ralph could be on Disney Plus if you just take two minutes out of it. This well, I, could I, never I be on Disney Plus. Okay, this could—it's just way uh, too not. I don't in. know
1: about that because The Simpsons is on Disney Plus, and you, again, you have a white and man Apu is becoming very a, controversial yes. now. Yes,
0: which I think is unfortunate it's, because uh, Indian Indians and Indian Americans are probably the most underrepresented underrepresented uh, nationality in all of the movies. Less than you know, Asian, Chinese, Japanese. Less than. Uh, i don't know all any arabic uh muslim less than you know any other ethnicity i think they're the most
1: underrepresented i i agree so yeah. i i don't think that you can call this movie a I fa- i mean what's the difference between this and gandhi then ben kingsley's not ben indian. kingsley no yes he is uh, his his he's he, half he okay he's,
0: he's half See sh- he's, okay. he's as indian as derek jeter is african-american he's did half.
1: he have to wear makeup to play gandhi that I don't know. Probably, I assume so. Say his yes. complexion
0: yeah. <laughs> is not... Yeah, From everything else I've seen him in, his complexion is not that dark. So yes, uh, uh, he probably
1: did. T- to me, uh, it's wrong, and it should have never been done. But again, I don't think... You know, it's offensive. If someone did that today, that wouldn't. No, it would never fly. uh, Nowadays, they get offended if you have a straight man
0: play a gay person. Okay, or they get offended if I remember there was uh, John Lithgow was in the movie Bombshell and they put him under a ton of makeup and latex and like Eddie Murphy style fat suits. And people were saying they should have just hired a fat actor to play that. like, so it's, it, people are never going to be happy. I mean, I personally find it very annoying when I find all these American icons being played by British people. The the beautiful woman from Rogue One, she played Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Are you kidding me? They couldn't find a Brooklyn Jewish actress to play that? Are you mm-hmm. serious? Like, come on. Uh, Andrew Lincoln plays a white guy. Dick, Dick Cheney was... Uh, was uh, 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 played by Christian Bale. I mean, it's just so many great American icons are being played by British people, so that's just the way it is. Uh, they're actors. That's their job. So, Right. And yeah.
1: I don't I don't I don't fault Fisher Stevens. I for don't this. fault him either. No, no. Um, I don't fault him. I, I but think, I'm just like, saying I, this I, would uh, never fly today. And
0: I found his character annoying, white or Indian or anything. Even if it was an Indian man playing that role,
1: I think see, I still I, would have found I, him. annoying. I, I, I thought the few funny parts of this movie were were the jokes that he made. Well um, it certainly
0: wasn't Steve Gutenberg, so I guess you're right no. about that. Steve yeah. Gutenberg was so much more bland here than he was in Police Academy and Cocoon. Uh, uh, he yeah. really he really made me want to watch uh, those movies
1: uh, after this seeing is, him in this Yeah although uh, this is I think this is a, a, a movie that is uh, you know a good movie for the 80s I don't think he makes it any good. I don't think he hurts the movie I don't. I don't think any, I, I think the character itself doesn't lend too much. Um, you know, I don't think he makes or breaks this movie. Mm -hmm. He's just there, you know, he's he's there. (laughs) And one thing that this reminded me of King Ralph, I
0: guess what King Ralph is for me, childhood, growing up, whatever, I had it on videotape, this movie is for you. So that's what I thought the, the two movies.
1: That that would be the other connection. I yeah, use. like it's it's a movie
0: that if, if you saw it as a kid and you enjoyed it, you will enjoy it as an adult for nostalgic purposes. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, you're gonna probably just be like, "I wish I was ten years old watching this movie." So,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, um, I like I said, I think, think he had some some funny lines in the movie um, when they. Uh, they said something like uh, when they were when they were worried about the robot you know what what it could do because it has that laser on it um they go well what if it melts down a, a bus full of nuns how'd you like to write the headline on that one and he fisher stevens goes nun soup okay
0: I, yeah, that was funny i didn't think to write that down I, but yeah that was funny. i thought that was funny. i i didn't like fisher stevens line of bimbo instead of bingo i did i actually laughed i did not like that and that was around the time that they call in the other actor from police academy to go and hunt down number five so right
1: and they just wanted him to capture it and of course you know him you know his his intent is to destroy it because he Mm -hmm. doesn't think it should exist um they just want him to capture and bring it back yeah um but that you know his, his 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 uh his, uh, his M.O. is to destroy it. Yeah, um, yeah so then it escapes, and then it, yeah, it's on a farm, and then uh, I don't even... Oh, uh, it falls off a truck, I think. Yes, right? and, and, I was um, going to say, the scene where the robot escapes off the bridge and opens a parachute, I like that. Can you guess why I like that scene? See, I was... I, when I was watching, I was like, I bet you Jay's gonna be like, why does it even have a parachute?" And I was gonna say, because they talked about parachuting them across enemy lines. Okay, so, I didn't even get to that it yeah. has a parachute but, but why didn't why,
0: why do you think Jay liked the scene where he parachutes off the bridge and onto the truck
1: uh, Or Ali Sheedy's van. I have no idea. Oh, Should it I reminded
0: me of it reminded me of the James Bond scene from The Spy who Loved me.
1: Oh, I would have never picked up. Players. Really? Uh, it was a James
0: Bond I, moment. I thought so. Okay. I, I Yeah,
1: I do like the spy who loved me. um But uh yeah. So all right. Well, I'm glad you like that part. Yes, um, I did like that part. And then and he then lands Amy, on Ali sheedy's van, yeah.
0: and of course they become friends. So
1: right. Well, at first she thinks he's an alien. Correct. So, it, which it, I it thought was ridiculous. Spoofs, yeah. On. Well, I thought it was ridiculous too because he doesn't look like an alien. He looks like a robot. Um, But I guess you don't know what an alien looks like. Yeah, I guess an alien could be a robot. It could (laughs) be a robot
0: from outer space. And
1: if you've never seen a robot that looked like that or talked... This was many years before WALL-E, so it's possible. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then she becomes friends with it. Well, first she thinks it's an alien. and She doesn't care about it. Then when she f- finds out it's a robot, she hates. She doesn't care. Oh, no, she likes it when it's an alien. Right. Then she finds out a robot is a robot, and then doesn't care about it at all because she likes living things. Right. That's her whole deal. That's she her.
0: She loves animals, and she she's obviously animals. going to love robot number five as well. Animal. Well, alien, when she when she realizes he's alive.
1: Yeah. Um, at, at first she thinks he's just a robot And calls she calls Nova Which is the company right away right, right, and, right. And, and, and wants him picked up because she thinks it's garbage And she's not, she doesn't yeah. care about it The scene when,
0: where she's meeting the robot though When she's th- defining The things in the house and identifying them That's one of the worst scenes I've seen In a long time This is a house A floor, a ceiling, a
1: plant I was like how much long is this going to go on Did you like that scene? um no i mean it didn't bother me though but i guess that was a little long i I didn't even think about it Um, and then he starts reading the encyclopedias and then then he and that was a clear
0: et ripoff the reading the book just like et yeah that yeah that stood out to me so
1: so the et read books really fast like that he did something like
0: that i believe yes so yeah
1: um yeah, well, then he starts reading all the encyclopedias, and that, but, and I did think it was funny how then he, every time he saw something, he would say what it was, but, like, four different versions of the word. And yeah. It's, it's that, sometimes that was annoying, but sometimes it was funny. No, I thought
0: that was pretty annoying,
1: but yeah, I, I also <laughs> thought it was annoying. She
0: did not realize number five was a robot until the next day when she read the label attached to number five. I thought that was a little, I don't know, wow. Yeah, the... Like, the
1: the 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 saint label.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, that was not. That was really bad. Maybe bad writing, but bad acting, bad everything. And that was kind of the point where this movie started to lose me and I'm like, "Okay, 10-year-old me might have found this charming, but no, it's not going to it's not winning me over uh with with all that." And that was kind of where the movie lost me a little bit.
1: What because she, what with what part?
0: I just her reading the label calling nova to tell them to come back and get their robot and then that would have ended the movie so of course you know they're not going to like just everything that was going on in that scene when they're in Mm -hmm. the house is what really lost me although i did like one scene uh in the house uh do you remember what movie was on tv
1: um saturday night fever you're absolutely right.
0: Saturday Night Fever, so a callback to the director's earlier uh, hit movie. I thought that was kind of clever. I, I yeah,
1: and they danced. Well, he yeah, they danced around. Yeah, and, it was corny, but I
0: kind of enjoyed that.
1: So yeah, I mean, Ali Sheedy wasn't. I mean, I don't, I don't know her firm enough to say if she's a good actress or not. Same I mean, with she's me. A yeah. Serviceable actress um I, I didn't think she was great in this movie but i didn't there were times where she was very annoying um yes and, i uh, the, so the, the the scene in the house
0: in particular going over everything in the house i was like oh my god i hated her then yeah. i guess she grew on me as the movie went on it didn't me too no, then there's other thing. well we'll, we'll keep going because when we get to the scene where he catches her in the bathtub i was like w- what is this what like
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That was random. yeah. You're like that was weird. Yeah, that yeah, was like your King yeah,
0: Ralph where there's some things that could have been R-rated that they just sort of looked over and mm-hmm. it was just it
1: was a little weird. So, um, yeah. Um, then there was um. So then um. Uh, Steve Steve Gutenberg's character and Fisher Stevens they they get in a van because they're gonna go look for the robot too right. and they're gonna be you know they're the guys that are concerned about the science piece of it and um, and they also know the other the other guy uh, Scroter is out to destroy it so uh, they want to get it first so they can see what's going on um, uh, I thought it was funny when they go to take a van and the guy goes mm-hmm. um, careful with the robot they um, uh pendleton's character goes careful with the robot um it costs 11 million dollars or something like that and fisher stevens goes plus we are needing gas money (laughs) (laughs) yes okay that was funny i like that That, okay yeah um yes i thought that was funny um right yeah like then it's you know she thinks he's an alien and then she calls them to go get him um i thought it was funny when he breaks her her china um <laughs> yeah that was kind of funny okay yeah, so. fragments. yeah, the robot <laughs> uh, uh i thought i thought that was so then they have the scene where um number five accidentally kills the grasshopper and um that's when you know um Stephanie gets mad at him and says, "What'd you kill him for?" And that's when he she explains to him that disassemble equals death, and that um, that's what makes Johnny Five realize that he is if if he lets Nova come and take him, they are going to kill him.
0: Right. Okay. And that's
1: when we get the whole disassemble reassemble that I didn't care for. So. Yeah, you didn't care for that. I I thought that it was. Um, I I thought it was fine Um, I I know it wasn't the uh, you know it it probably could have been done differently or better but I I didn't have anything wrong with that scene Um, again we they had to make Nova the bad guy to the robot and that was the way to do it Um, then the when Nova gets there then they shoot him and uh, almost destroy him uh, to the point where he has to shut down and um, they 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 think that that's it you know they put him in the back of the truck and then that's that's it they are going to bring him back to nova and this whole thing's over there was a lot of shooting in that
0: scene too there was a lot of it was almost like robocop
1: yeah. uh, you know uh, very
0: it, it got pretty heavy and intense and that didn't seem to once again like with what you were saying last week with king ralph what does this movie want to be here's one of the moments where i was like what You know, it didn't fit with the tone of Gutenberg and Apu. I mean, Fisher Stevens, uh, you know, sort of being goofy and silly. And it didn't fit with the family comedy where they're really killing and destroying looks like this robot. It was
1: was an insane amount of firepower after this robot. However. Uh, Correct. And uh, the only
0: thing that was funny about it was it was the police academy guy who interrupts and starts shooting. Well,
1: he stops them because... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he stops yeah. him because because um, Steve Gutenberg's character uh, kind of gets in, gets the, way in the way and, kind and, of, and yeah. stops yeah, him yeah, they don't yeah. want to destroy. He's telling them don't destroy it. It's you know it's a cost eleven million dollars. Um, he doesn't think it's alive at that point. He doesn't care about that piece at all. He just wants to save money, basically. Um, right. But they do open up a lot of firepower on him. Now, the only yes. thing I can yeah. do to defend that scene is that, and and I forgot about this but they're legitimately scared of this robot because it is True. Cont- it does have a laser and they don't know what we know. We know that he's alive and he's you know, he's like E.T. he's a teddy bear. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. He does he's not a killer. But they don't they you know they hear a malfunctioning right. robot with a nuclear laser on its back and they so I, I
0: they're going They're, to destroy it like Harambe. Okay, it's a gorilla. It's like that.
1: Um, so yeah, they they see a weapon and they don't know what what we as the audience know. So I mean, we, it was still a lot of firepower to put on a robot. But granted, they think that it's dangerous, and that that scene that that thought process continues when Johnny when when number five is in the back of the truck, and um, you know the. Uh, fisher stevens and one of the random uh henchmen are uh driving it and they're they're having a conversation and um number five turns himself on by dropping a wrench onto his his power button and you know the guy driving the truck and even fisher stevens they're both legitimately scared <laughs> you know they don't know right uh and, and well and he also makes his eyes red johnny you know, number five makes his eyes red and says he's going to hurt them but, but you know he had to in that moment to get them to leave the uh to leave the truck, um, so, but yeah, they're they're legitimately scared and they don't know what to do. And they get at, they mm. they they stop right. the truck. Yeah. They get out and they run. And that's that's like I said, that's the piece I forgot about um, as a kid. Watch since I haven't seen this in so long, I forgot that you know mm-hmm. the the perception is that he's evil or not evil, deadly, I should say. Um Yeah, he's you know, you know yeah. because because he's like you said, he's a, to fight the Russians.
0: He's a Cold exactly, War exactly, and, and yeah. we. A top secret military right. and machine. And we
1: know that since he was struck by lightning, he's become alive and he doesn't want to hurt people. He doesn't want to disassemble. He wants, right. you know, and he right. wants to be, you know, he just wants to go on his way and, and do his own thing. Um, but the no one else knows that at this point, other than Stephanie, I guess. Um. Mm-hmm. So then he he hijacks the truck and he reads uh, at one point he reads an owner's manual of someone's truck. I forget whose it is. Yeah.
0: Question. Question number five wakes up on his own in the back of the truck for no reason other than to prolong this movie into being feature length because there's still like twenty minutes left to go. Is that kind of what happened there for number five to
1: be alive? I don't. Well, I think there was more than twenty minutes at that point, but because um, you still have the whole scene where uh they go to the bar and then he has to fight the other robots um yes so yes yes yeah okay minutes, so 30 I mean, minutes 30 minutes yeah holes, you're right because he was able to turn himself somewhat on and right pick up the wrench with his eyebrows and drop it on his power Yeah button. I didn't I didn't so, get that I was like what why just
0: to prolong the movie I guess other than it just ending right there is what I what I get Right well, so. you,
1: no you make a good point why was he able to uh move at all if he was powered off and if so why did he need to power back on in order to continue like what did that power button control like you know what i mean didn't really maybe make it, it yeah. wasn't it didn't make sense and i'm sure maybe it could have been explained but it never was so um but good point yeah, and that was a uh, something i was wondering too i'm like wait a minute why is he dropping a wrench on himself if he's already okay. moving <laughs> so it was just a plot device yeah. move on moving on okay yeah um, then he realizes he's being tracked um, because he sees it on the screen in the truck that he's driving so right. he he throws his tracker into the back of another a truck passing by and it's, it's an old couple um and then they get pulled you know they get there's a barrier because you know the the nova people think that it's uh that the robots on that truck so they they stop the truck and did you did you think that was funny when the old with the old people and, eh, it was okay well-
0: I didn't not like it. I, our, is this the part where it's the next day and the other robots come and number five does that lame impression of Elmer Fudd? Or am I jumping not ahead? Okay, I'm jumping ahead. Is, all right, that's the it, next this note is when he, yeah.
1: he throws his tracker in the back of the old people's truck and they get, you know, then they're just driving along and they have no idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden there's like tanks and people pointing machine guns at them. And they're like, and then the, the old lady says to the old man, I hope you took the grass out of the glove compartment. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I remember that line. I thought okay. that was a funny. Yeah, line. Was okay, I, I yeah. didn't remember that as a kid or I didn't get it cuz I didn't know what grass was. Yeah. Um so I, I thought that was funny that they threw that in there. Um because they were such like an old like uh Right, yeah, they were very old. They seemed couple, it was like straight lakes uh, they the American Gothic. They didn't seem American like they'd be gothic, smoking yep.
0: like they'd be smoking grass. Yeah, yeah okay, Exactly, yeah.
1: yep, exactly. Um Yeah, so then um <laughs> so then they they have they they meet up um in in a restaurant um stephanie wants to meet up with um uh steve gutenberg's character so um steve gutenberg says no scroter who is the police academy army guy um no scroter you know just wanted to be me and 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 austin um i forget his name but the the business guy what's his name austin pendleton yes austin pendleton yeah okay. so yeah austin pendleton's character is like yes yeah, Scroder won't be there it'll just be the two of you you guys can talk um and then you realize that it's actually a setup and uh steve gutenberg's character doesn't know that right but um they the uh Skrater is there and the other um The other robots are there, and they they try to. uh, You know, he has to fight. Number five has to fight the other robots. Um, I I remember uh, as a kid i i I used I used to say the line, and I didn't even know what it really meant. But I always used to say, "Like your mother was a snowblower from that that scene." Okay, (laughs) Um, I thought that line was funny, and I still think it is. The other stuff was corny, like I, I, you know, the, the Three Stooges. You know, he reprograms them to act like the three students. Yeah, characters. yeah. And this is the, this is when he does the Elmer Fudd. What I don't remember him impersonating Elmer Fudd. Oh, okay. It was around
0: the time that the Police Academy guy comes in and the other robots, and the Police Academy has some red ass line or something like that, and it was pretty bad. He delivered it pretty bad. And it's around yeah. the same time I think Steve G- Gutenberg does that really bad joke about the priest. I don't even remember it. I just wrote down no, that's, bad that's joke that's about later. the priest. That's, okay. That's, so that's I'm way fast. ahead of you. All right. Yeah.
1: Um is that when he does an Elmer Fudd impression? Yeah, it's around there, I think. I, okay. I don't. know. Yeah, cuz I know he he does I know he does uh, It's when they realize number 5
0: is alive and has a soul. They make that whole dramatic argument, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah that's when that well that's when steve gutenberg finally comes to the realization correct that, yeah, yeah, yeah um that he is alive um yeah that's that's at the very end um almost the very end i mm-hmm. should say mm-hmm. um at one point um uh he's he's with and we're, we're jumping around all over but um he's with, he's at stephanie's house and, the, and stephanie's ex-boyfriend comes over yeah i remember this yeah, this was before that right this is before oh, okay okay, okay okay he he goes there to um claim a reward because nova put out a $25,000 reward for the robot he knows she has it so he goes over there to get it and then um number five takes his car apart <laughs> yeah into a million pieces i thought that was funny and then he was flipping the coin like the like because he saw a gangster movie right where the guy yes was flipping a yes, coin. yes um but, but it was a washer. Um, And uh, yeah, I I thought that scene was, was funny. Um, What about that that weird, there
0: was weird romantic scenes between the robot and Ali Sheedy that it just, once again, where it brought me to the way you felt about King Ralph. This movie is confused about what it wants to be.
1: Yeah. There was was a kid's
0: movie with more adult movie scenes dealing with some mature themes between the robot and Ali Sheedy where he sees her in the bath And it's just its just weird It's not, it, it seemed like it didn't fit Like the strip club in King Ralph That seemed like it just, it was weird It didn't fit, so yeah, I thought I So your complaints about King Ralph have turned Into my, compl- this is your King Ralph Okay, <laughs> this is your for better or for worse This is your, you know
1: it, It's just, it's If I
0: saw it when I was younger, I would have found it More endearing and charming, I'm sure So
1: Yeah, um there's a, there was a funny line when they were on their way somewhere with um, Fisher Stevens' character. He says, with excitement like this, who needs enemas? Yes, I remember that Before. line. Okay, you like
0: Fisher Stevens' character a lot more than I did, I, too. I,
1: I thought he was the funniest. I Me mean, As an adult, I, I thought he had the funniest line. I agree.
0: He was definitely funnier than uh, Ali Sheedy and Steve Guttenberg.
1: Yes, neither one of them. Neither are one are funny.
0: funny. They're just
1: bland, yeah, bland, just, bland. just plays... Yeah, tries to just, you know, flash his charming little smile. Anyone and... could have played him. I yes, He was I just
0: not... I mean, Tom Hanks would have elevated this movie. This would have been a part Tom Hanks could have played in
1: 1986. So, Or Bill Murray or someone, yeah. Um, the, Bill Murray was too big for this. With movie. a little more comedic
0: chops, yeah. Um, um,
1: yeah, so then... Um, yeah so when they had this they did the sting operation where um and then you know he he reprograms the other robots so they that was a failure then they kidnap um he kidnaps steve gutenberg and brings him out to the to i don't know some sort of desert area that they're that stephanie is hiding out in because she doesn't know what to do and um that's when he tells the joke um about uh steve gutenberg tells a joke because he's trying to figure he's trying to See if the robot is alive, and um, he still isn't convinced. Mm-hmm. Although he's starting to be, so he tells this joke, and thinking if he gets the joke or laughs at the joke, then that proves that he's you know has emotions and you know is 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 alive. Um, so he tells the joke about um, a rabbi, a priest, and some other religious figure. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was um, bad. It was I don't remember it, but I just wrote down. Well, it wasn't really bad priest joke. joke. Well. Yeah, <laughs> and it could have tried that. a little harder. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but well, the the idea was for to make the robot laugh, and he even like even Steve Gutenberg's character admits, like I didn't even get the punchline right, you know. But yeah, yeah, he does. He yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And uh, that's how um, that's uh, that's when he's finally convinced. Number that five alive. is alive, and he has a soul. Number five yes. is alive, and. Um. At, at, unfortunately, at that same time, here comes... Yeah, the, uh, exactly, yep. Are, yeah. yeah, the military, the military comes race. in, yep. <laughs> yep, and they have him surrounded, and there's helicopters. And there was another line in this movie that I thought was funny, and it, it had Austin Pendleton and um, the guy from Police Academy. And he says... He's like, we need some Hueys. And he's like, what are Hueys? And he's like, helicopters. And he goes, I thought they were choppers. Well, now they're Hueys. Well, why wasn't I notified about that? <laughs> I thought that. that. Once again, I remember that
0: line, but this is a Fletch moment where it sounds funnier. I never thought about how funny it was until you repeated it. And I'm like, that is pretty I, I, clever. Yeah, that is pretty I thought funny. that was I thought that was funny. Okay. And then... And then
1: the the police after the the you know the nerdy boss guy says why wasn't I notified Steve um, the police academy guy just gives him this look like are you kidding me yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> such a one note performance but I guess it got the job done
1: yeah and it did I I mean I think he's a good bad guy in this movie he um, was better
0: in Police Academy and so was Steve Gutenberg.
1: they both were yeah but I I think he serves his purpose so would you say Police
0: Academy is a better movie than Short Circuit um. Yeah. Ooh, i oh. stumped you <laughs> okay no, I, I i wouldn't say that really as much
1: as no and and well i don't want to talk too much about police academy in case we discuss in it. case it does become a movie of there the future are, yeah. there are a lot there are a lot of flaws in police academy most notably the the the, the um the last quarter of the film yeah i
0: think the first one is genuinely good two three i stopped at four. Two, three, and four are not nearly uh no no, no. on the but same the first
1: one, one is I, I think the first one is good but i i wouldn't i think this is a better overall movie interesting okay
0: i'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with you on that one but whatever go on finish up we'll discuss at the end
1: all right so then um he you know everyone's surrounded there's they have the truck surrounded where number five is right and um they're gonna they're gonna destroy the whole truck i guess and then he um flies out the back and makes a run for it and the helicopters catch up to him and they they blow him up yeah and everyone is sad because he was blown up and destroyed and all the army guys are laughing about it and um that's when um uh uh the police academy guy uh gets fired mm-hmm. because he wasn't supposed to kill it and he was so happy that he destroyed it. Um and the Austin Pendleton's character tells him, you know, he can find a new place to, to do his job. Um but everyone's, you know, excited and, you know, it's a, a victory for all the army guys, right. basically. Right. Um and then they're driving, uh Steve Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy are driving off and they're in the they're in the truck that they were that number five escaped or flew out of at the uh, flew out the back of um and then you they you know they're both depressed and then they realize you know he he pops out of the floor and he actually wasn't destroyed it was a um a duplicate Mm -hmm. that he made out of spare parts um how how
0: creative how clever
1: how and how convenient how convenient yes they had all those spare parts yes exactly yeah um but so then he's he's there and then they're excited and then they make up you know their plan is to go live in some uh i don't know minnesota or montana or something like that and um that's how it ends he survives and they live
0: happily ever
1: after yeah wow okay yeah so yeah so, I mean, that's how I, I mean, it's, I had no problem with the ending. Rich, if I
0: saw it when I was 10 years old or younger, I would, I guarantee you, and because I loved Star Wars and E.T. So, well, I could have gone one of two ways with this, Rich. I could have said, oh, it sucks. It's just a ripoff of Star Wars and E.T. Or I could have, because I loved Star Wars and I loved E.T., I may have embraced this movie. We'll never know what. Ten-year-old Jay or younger Jay would have thought, but I would have gone one of two ways with this movie. So,
1: so this movie was was fifty-nine percent. So it's a it's bit of a com- just rotten. It's just rotten. It, it, okay. It's one percent away from being fresh. Um, however, the audience score is sixty-seven percent. Um, just fresh. The, <laughs> just fresh yeah oh well yeah slightly uh, above just fresh <laughs> Slightly above but just fresh but it's w- more well liked by audience than critics um most because of the, people I, like I, you and all of my other friends i'm sure i'm sure some of our camp
0: friends uh that you know that we have mutual friends i'm sure the ones that are about our age probably have seen this and have fond memories of this movie
1: yeah, I'm sure they have, and rightfully so. I I, I will defend this movie. I, I even though I saw it as a kid, and, and I'm sure the nostalgia factor is is strong. You know, <laughs> strong. I think it's AM. strong. Yeah. Um. But I I still think this is a good movie. I think it has a lot of good messages. I think it's you know has a lot of good action. So it, it keeps you involved in it. I think you you definitely care for the character um the main character who is the robot i think you you know i think they found a way for you to care about a machine um and and i did you know i i i know the the you know the ending is predictable in a way and you knew that you know steve gutenberg was going to kind of end up with ali sheedy even though this wasn't a romance romance, and they hardly had
0: that many scenes together they didn't have much chemistry but it's Hey, you're the leading man, I'm the leading woman, okay, (laughs) we have to be together, sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but it wasn't like, it didn't really matter, because it didn't happen until the very end anyway, so it's not like they got together at the midway point. No, and did you really care about
0: either of them?
1: No, I didn't. Okay, exactly. I cared about the robot. I I think I cared more about the
0: racist Fisher Stevens character than I did. Uh,
1: I didn't care about him. I I don't
0: think I cared about any of the characters, which is, I guess, a factor. Whereas in King Ralph, I cared about Peter O'Toole. I cared about Ralph. I cared about, uh, you know, what happened in in that. Even his uh, girlfriend that he liked. You know, I, I did care that, you know, they ended up together or whatever happened. You know, felt bad yeah, that she, right. when he, she revealed she betrayed him, and but she was stuck, I, you know, felt but, sympathy. Yeah,
1: but I mean, th- th- like that, like this movie, that's another movie where you knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it wasn't, and, and I'm not faulting it for that. I mean, I, there are some movies where you just need a good... You need cliches. You needed <laughs> need a good, enjoyable movie, and I think this one is... is you amazing. think this hit the spot for you Is a good, enjoyable movie? And, and it still does that's what okay. i was su- not surprised about but i i was legitimately into the whole movie i didn't once look at my phone or need okay. to be really distract, okay. distracted i was into it yes last night and i i enjoyed it i i think it still holds up today i think the themes and the messages of the movie are still relevant today um this
0: is your King Ralph. That's what I'll say. I, okay, I, I this, is, this is how you feel about that. Yeah, Knowing I, its I flaws and all, you still you know, enjoy it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah.
1: But I don't think it's just my King Ralph. I, I think you are in the minority in that film where I don't think I am in the minority with Short Circuit.
0: Clearly I'm in the minority, but everyone I... Well, again, I talked to four people, so who's to say that they're <laughs> the experts on Short Circuit? They all loved it, but they all haven't seen it in twenty to twenty-five years. Is the consensus no, be, that I got.
1: I'd be curious to see what they thought of it. Maybe this
0: podcast will make them want to go back and watch it again, and uh, maybe they'll agree with me. They'll probably agree with you though, because uh, it's not a horrible movie. It's not a it, it's not a bad movie. I, I but it's not it's not one that I would recommend to someone. If they wanted a good, silly, fun '80s movie, I would recommend Goonies. I would recommend uh, I don't know something yeah I maybe I, guess, I don't know if they were in the if they had a thing for robots then maybe I'd recommend this but uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah or Cold War Parables I I don't know I Yeah. I never saw Space Camp. That's like a Cold War comedy. I never saw it. Oh,
1: I like Space Camp. Okay,
0: maybe that's what I'm giving you ideas that we can do for this. Um, I don't don't know if I like it that much. I'm surprised that we've only done two movies from the 80s, because Rich is an 80s movie... uh, uh, you know, he's a big fanatic. 80s movie fanatic, so I'm surprised. The Burbs, which is 89, that's barely the 80s. And this is probably the most 80s movie that we've done, this just from the cast. 80s. This is the cast, the themes, the special effects. Uh, it's very, very 1986. Well, you got to
1: remember, I can't just pick any 80s movie. I have to pick one that... I disagree with the critics and that you also want to sit through again
0: because we went through a few titles yeah I, I had trouble picking for March because it was Women's History Month and so I was like all right movies directed by women and all the movies that I like directed by women significant ones all have good tomatoes ratings um and all the ones that i don't like I, they they might not have rotten uh, tomatoes or, or movies that are female centric they the ones that i like seem to be fresh and the ones that i don't like you know are not so i tend to agree with rotten tomatoes on that so yeah it's tough to sometimes pick it is on so here. I, yeah. I don't
1: have the full 80s arsenal that i would like however there are a few up my sleeve that i am uh, that you'll pull we'll out, when, pull, it's we'll pull out okay. when it's time. Okay, you'll yes. pull out.
0: I have a few when I don't. When I really can't think of what I want to do for this podcast, that's when uh, I'll I'll pull and I have a list of maybe five to ten movies that i'm pretty sure you like as well so our lists might overlap rich at this you know with, with those comedies yeah. uh exactly so it's like oh you picked one that i want to see all right so uh yeah so there's there's a few that i'm like i can't believe that got so, you know bad reviews from the critics but uh whatever um so i was yeah, just so but,
1: i was gonna say so going back to this so there was a sequel to this movie Mm -hmm. um because it was you know popular at the time so there was a sequel came out two years later i'm pretty sure i saw it in the theater um i don't remember liking it as a kid i have seen it since you know several times since um i still don't think it's as enjoyable for me um but I know there are fans of it. I was completely kidding when I said that your friend should see a neurologist uh, for liking that one better. Um, although your 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 buddies Siskel and Eber also liked Short Circuit too. They gave it two thumbs up while they both hated the first one. Oh, which, okay. To me, that's mind-boggling. The only the only thing I could think of. Uh, is that they went into the first one, you know, as critics, and I need to destroy this movie, and then with the second one, they're like, "Well, the first one was so bad, so let's just go in with no ex- expectations." And um, oh, it was enjoyable, so let's get okay. All right, that's, interesting. That's, that's kind of very unusual. Yeah, that's very unusual. But, yes, uh, um, and there is a scene in the second one that the, it's the only scene I think is is good in that movie, um, where two um, two like street thugs. Um, destroy Johnny Five um, to the point where like sounds awful. Bat- battery acid is squirting on them like blood, and it is one of the saddest movie scenes in I've ever seen. Mm. Um, not the saddest, but probably you know top ten saddest movie wow. scenes I've ever seen. And it was it, it was really even as a kid I remember like thinking like oh my god like you really felt like it was a person being killed, <laughs> you know? Um, so that was the one scene I thought was good in that, in that movie. Cause I really did feel that was like the emotion. And, and maybe this, if that scene was in this movie, it would have made it a little better, for, mm. especially, if, you know, but I don't know if it would have fit in this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, 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 you're right. It's, it does sound awful, and I made it. I made it sound awful, but it fit with the movie. Okay. And it, but it was very sad. And um, but it's just a different movie altogether. It's you know he's trying to become a citizen, basically. Um, you know, we, we in this movie we determine that he's alive. So what's the next step after you uh, become alive? You want to be a person, right? Well, it's really following the
0: thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth amendments here in a way. Citizenship is the third. If they made a third one, would it be about the right to vote?
1: maybe which is but, sadly more uh,
0: relevant today than it was in 1986 or
1: 88 <laughs> yeah so two things that so uh, i'm reminded of other movies when i watch this other than the ones you said um uh with with the second movie being that uh going that route it reminds me of ted 2 right wasn't that okay yeah ted 2 he wants person? to <laughs> yeah he wants to get married
0: legally or something
1: like that yep, yeah. I, I think ted 2 ripped off of short circuit too okay um and I think the first short circuit. I think Avatar ripped off the plot of the first short circuit. Avatar ripped it, off it, the plot of Ferngully
0: yeah. and uh, uh, Fern dances Gully, with definitely. wolves. And but, but yeah,
1: think about it. So you know, you have instead of the robot, it's the Navi. The military guy is mm-hmm. the is the is the. Um, the police academy guy mm-hmm. uh, who wants to kill it and destroy it. Um, Austin Pendleton is Giovanni Ribisi, uh-huh. um, and uh, Steve Gutenberg is um, the the guy that was turning into the Avatar. I forget his name in the movie, but the guy who who um, it was in the wheelchair um, because oh. he you know he's working both sides. So it, to me that it was it was almost like the plot of Avatar.
0: So Steven Spielberg ripped off Predator Two, and James Cameron ripped off Short Circuit
1: yep that's what you learn
0: from real big mistakes folks these great directors are ripping off uh allegedly bad movies which aren't yeah, that bad and,
1: <laughs> okay and seth mcfarlane ripped off short circuit too okay very interesting the
0: whole the whole thing with the robot being a person having rights being human there are you're never gonna watch this because i know it's not you there are some great star trek episodes about data Um, the android and his rights as a human or as a person or how they should charge him, how they should look at him and it raises all those ethical questions and it's done so well and so beautifully and obviously it's a political commentary on how we view certain, you know, people, races, ethnicities in our country and the rights that they should have that they don't have or used to not have. Um, So it's clearly a commentary on that. So it reminded me a little bit of some great Star Trek The Next Generation episodes involving data, which I realize you could care less about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I dozed off for a few minutes. Yeah, I fell asleep. Wake me up.
0: (laughs) wake me up when you're done oh you're done with star trek okay the best thing that i'll say about short circuit the best thing about this movie is that it clearly inspired pixar's Wall-E. there would be no wally or at least it wouldn't look wally wouldn't have looked the way he looked if it wasn't for shirts uh, short circuit but i also don't think uh number five would look like number five if et didn't come out four years prior yeah So it comes back to that, I think, but I did enjoy WALL-E. I think that was one of the best Pixar movies, uh, for a lot of reasons. And that wouldn't exist if there was no short circuit. So I have to give props credit to short circuit for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I I think this is a, a movie that the whole family can enjoy. I think that's why it was popular with the, uh, video rental sales, um, and, and why it has its, its following that it does, Um, It's a good popcorn movie. You can watch it with the whole family. And, you know, there's enough to keep everyone engaged in some way. You know, there's some there's adults for uh, jokes for the adults. There's the robot for the kids and, you know, the army guys for the boys. And, you know, it's all it's all there and it's fun and it's rated PG and it doesn't get too, you know, into anything yeah there's a few little
0: off color moments but
1: it's not yeah i i
0: I, if i had a child i wouldn't say no don't watch it because it's inappropriate i would say i i wouldn't say don't watch it at all i'd just be like all right whatever (laughs) i think it's it's innocuous okay this movie's Mm -hmm. fairly innocuous it's not offensive i don't think it's a great movie i wouldn't recommend it but i also don't have any disdain for it so it's okay
1: all right. I'll so leave you it, didn't at that. Hate
0: it. I did not hate it. No, no. We've watched worse movies on this. I like this I more least... than I did Great Gatsby. I like this more than I did really? Indiana Jones Four. Yes.
1: So, I agree with Indiana Jones Four. This movie was so much more enjoyable than that. I yeah.
0: Think. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones Four. I enjoyed because I think that was a great movie to debate and discuss with you because you got so emotional and we got so heated i think I, that was that, that was a better discussion uh to reassess and to rip apart and to destroy uh than short circuit but short circuit is a better movie i'll say that i enjoyed it
1: more than indiana jones 4 and i enjoyed it more than gatsby and so. I'm glad that you finally got to see it, and now you can discuss it with your friends. Today. Yes, there you
0: go. It only took 30-something years for me to see this. I'm 25 years late, uh, so I don't know what they'll remember, but uh, they, they also they don't remember much, but they remember liking it uh, when they were kids. So.
1: I think it holds up. I hope they watch it again, and, and oh. I'd be curious if you if you do talk to them about if they do see it again. And well, hopefully
0: they'll be listening to us, so they'll you know if you make a compelling enough argument, uh, they they should you know you've you've made your case. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that's I don't know fair. How
1: compelling it is, but I still think it's I, I, I think it's worth watching, and I if anything for them since they've seen it, the nostalgia factor, the music. That's what I was gonna scenes, say. Yeah. Um, it all literally brought back like
0: maybe they'll pick up on some adult jokes that they didn't pick up on when they were seven or whatever. Exactly. But I think they'll, I think the nostalgia factor would be a big reason for if they do rewatch it and still like it. Whereas I don't have any nostalgia for this movie. So I watched it. I, I tried to watch it like you did like, okay, what would seven year old me think? And seven-year-old me would think, okay, this is the droids from Star Wars in E.T. It's not as good as Star Wars. It's not as good as E.T. Uh, I would have still been more compelled to favor those movies as a child. And I'm more compelled to favor them now.
1: So, well, And, and again, I, I was never a big E.T. fan as a, as a kid, and I, I would need to see it again. Okay. Um, because it's been quite some time. And that's obviously not one we can do for this podcast. No, I, yeah, it's probably 100% or something. <laughs> probably, yeah, something like that. Um, so, Or very high. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right, so that does it for Short short Circuit. Yep. Um, back Bringing us back all the way to 1986. Um, so far, the oldest movie we've reviewed.
0: Right? And I would say this is a, yeah, that's hard to believe, actually. I would say this is a real big mistake. I would say the critics were right, but just about right. Just about, I don't think it's a horrible movie. I don't think it's, I would give this two to two and a half stars.
1: Okay. Probably um, two and a half, yeah. Yeah, good. I'm glad you threw the half in there. <laughs> I'm glad you threw the half in there. Victory for Rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, very... I, yeah. I would say, yeah, if I was... if I know I, the audience score is 67%. I would probably put it at, like, 75% for me. Okay. I know, it's, I know it's not a perfect movie. I am not by no means saying it is I, like we said, the characters are fine. You don't really care no. too much about any of them except for the robot. I think at least I did. Um, so, you know, I, I know it's not perfect. I know the, 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 the story is, is cliche for this at, at points. Um, but I still think it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it should be, uh, rotten in any way. I think anyone that watches this movie will find some joy in it. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's it's okay. Pretty, uh, it's
0: it's like solo. It's okay. Um, so it, that was zero to four stars. What would you give it? I'm guess I'm gathering I'm getting a three star vibe from you. But what would you give yeah,
1: it? I'd give it. I would give it three. A I good
0: solid three. It. It's your King Ralph once again. I gave King Ralph three, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, that's got to be the worst movie you've given three stars to. Hey, remember my initial review of Indiana Jones four was three stars as well. So. I would say that's worse yeah, than King Yeah, but
1: I was also caught up in that moment, too.
0: No, so the oh, so critics are humans, too. Okay, we, I got caught up in the hype and the nostalgia and wanting to like it more than I actually did. Um, so, all right, so that ends this one. I say it was a real big mistake. You say the critics were wrong. And uh, listeners at home, go and check out uh, Short Circuit and decide for yourself. And let us know if you agree with Rich or if you agree with me.
1: All right, are you going to announce next week's movie yet? Yeah, I was planning
0: on here. This is, okay, I've narrowed it down to two movies. Well, and
1: to
0: two, just tell me the one. No, well, you're going to pick. And I'm you're, I'm going to tell you how you're going to pick.
1: No, 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 I'm not. I'm going to
0: tell you how you're going to I mean it's like Zool, choose your destruction. And you're going to be like Ray. All right, here's how it is. One is from the 80s that I'm 90% certain you've seen and probably like The other is from the 90s that I'm 90% certain you have not seen, and I don't know if you'll like it or not. So you choose 80s or 90s, and then I will tell you which you have chosen.
1: It's like envelope two, envelope one. All right? (laughs) Are you going to... Well, here's the thing. Are you going to do the other one at some point?
0: Possibly. They're both rotten, and they're both movies that I like, so I would say there's a good chance. I'm not going to tell you what you missed out on, so if you pick... The '80s movie. I'm not telling you what you could have gotten from envelope number one, but uh, if you pick the uh, the or vice versa, if you pick the '90s movie that I'm 90% certain you have not seen, maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. Okay. And I'm not sure if they're streaming anywhere or if you'd have to you know go out of your way and rent it. Um, I don't. I don't care about that. Okay. I'm no, just I'm, saying. So yeah. yeah. Um, so well, you pick.
1: The question is: Are they? My last question before I choose. Um, And I hate that you're making me do this. Uh, um, (laughs) You're like, just just pick a movie, Jay.
0: (laughs) Make a decision. Same genre? Not really... Kind of. uh, uh, Yes, I guess if we were in a video store, they would both be maybe under the same section. How? However, they're both very different. Okay, they're the, the way. uh uh, i don't know star wars and blade runner might both be under sci-fi it's not sci-fi but you know they're they're both science fiction for sure okay but they have nothing in common okay other than maybe the the genre is kind of sort of you know the same so you're like oh that makes it tough i I don't know well 80s movie that i'm pretty sure you've seen before so some comfort food maybe or 90s movie that you, I'm pretty sure you have not seen, and they both tie into uh, Short Circuit in some way.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: So something that you probably have seen and you want to revisit, or maybe you don't want to revisit, but you'll get to revisit. Or something that you uh, uh, probably have not seen and maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't.
1: Well, I'm going to flip it back on you, and I'm going to say pick the one that you think is more popular, and I'll go with that one.
0: Then it's the 80s movie.
1: Then, well, let's go. The with that. 80s
0: movie is by far more popular than the 90s movie. So you have chosen next week's movie is a movie we mentioned tonight, the movie that beat Short Circuit at the box office, 1986's Top Gun.
1: Really? Is rotten? It is
0: rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. The movie that made uh, Tom Cruise the the giant super mega star that he is and has been for the past thirty five years is Certified Rotten. So we are yeah, going I've to be
1: seen it. I don't remember how much I like it though. Okay. So well, maybe you'll like it more.
0: Maybe you'll like it less. There's certainly some homoerotic bits in there <laughs> that uh, are pretty silly by today's standard, but uh, it's still that's a movie from my childhood, and it's uh, we're sticking with the '80s, so we're sticking in that genre, uh, in that era, and as it was, short circuit will still be the oldest movie that we've ever done on this because this movie is one week uh, younger than <laughs> short week. circuit. Well, by one week, this is uh, so yeah. So next week, tune in, and you will hear us analyze and discuss. Top Gun.
1: All right, all right. I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I have not seen Top Gun in in quite some time. It will be our second Val
0: Kilmer movie on uh, on the podcast. So yes,
1: yes. And our first
0: Tom Cruise. So yeah.
1: All right. Well, that does it for this one. Then, if you want to sign off, well, I guess talk about where you can see us first. Um, I am on. Um, we are, well, we are on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at RealBigMistakes, R-E-E-L, Big Mistakes. And also, you can find uh, our podcast. Well, you already found it because you're listening to it, but uh, it is everywhere podcasts can be found, including Stitcher. Uh, please follow us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts if you uh, use that. And um, you know tell more people about us so we can get more listeners. Yes, and I'm
0: Jason Konigsberg, and you can catch all of my reviews, podcasts, everything at PanandSlam.com. Follow me on Twitter, Jason K. Critic. And, uh, yeah, thank you for sticking with us for this long, and we hope you enjoy this. And tune in next week to hear us talk about Top Gun, live long, prosper, and watch movies.
1: All right, and I am Rich Tola. Uh, Thanks for hanging with us. Bye.